Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to part nine of the Metric Minute, presented by Vault Performance. I'm Kareem Drakawi, and today we'll look at the overall concentric phase. Now, this is a very simple phase. An athlete starts at zero velocity at the bottom of the squat and applies force into the ground to extend upward. The athlete only has until they leave the ground to generate force, and whatever they're able to produce will determine their jump height and power output. Now, let's consider some jump strategies. Ideally, an athlete would have a huge force of zero velocity and maintain that force for as long as possible thus yielding a higher concentric impulse. Since the athlete's velocity steadily increases from the start, keeping the force level elevated depends on their ability to produce force at higher speeds. It becomes a question of how hard and fast an athlete can extend that will determine her or his performance. As this simplified graph shows, power is a product of force output and velocity. Increasing either will improve a number of athletic performance factors. However, understanding the results as it relates to jump profile testing is the best means to pinpoint exactly which attribute needs the most work. To summarize, an athlete that maximized their jump potential likely started with a high force of zero velocity, coordinated their movements efficiently, produced large amounts of force at higher speeds, and had a favorable concentric impulse to weight ratio. Now this concludes our discussion on particular metrics and the CMJ overview. Next time will be the start of a series addressing several asymmetry concepts. Until then, please feel free to reach out to me or any of my colleagues involved. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, You'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything from career advice to training modalities to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. We are now a week out from championship weekend and the culmination of the college basketball season. And a, really a, a year-slash-13-month period that's been it's been challenging, but it's also, I think, challenged a lot of us in a good way. And today, I just kind of want to talk about some reflecting that this year has brought upon us as a performance staff and how that has impacted some of our thinking. You know, I think we, we like to forget really quick that a year ago at this time, we all started getting into the Zoom seminar craze and sitting down and listening to coaches talk and all of us discussing, you know, the detrained effect that was gonna to happen to athletes and how we needed to change things. And that led to conversations like, 
the role of monitoring and how people should have been doing that all along. And I think that both sides are right and that has really allowed us to sit back and have you know, more in-depth conversations about some of the things that we're looking at moving forward. But I think that the biggest thing that it, you know, is kind of tied together is that we need to slow down. We need to continue to slow down and take a step back. Because what we can't forget is 13 months ago, we all got sent home. These kids got sent home. We all got locked in our houses, sitting there doing nothing. You know, everybody, like Ali Kirshner said so greatly, everybody got a hobby, a side hustle, and decided to cook bread, right? But and I'm two for three. I didn't make any bread. But anyway, um, when we're looking at all that, we have to remember that was a year ago. And with that, we lost an offseason. Your, your athletes that were sophomores have still never experienced an offseason. And even if you've got fifth or sixth year players coming back, they haven't had an offseason in two years. So maybe some things that we need to think about is just slowing down, taking a step back. Because we all talked about how we needed to reevaluate things. We needed to look at what we were doing. We needed to find better ways to progress them back to sport. This, that, and the third, yada, 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 all the, the fun stuff. Where I think some people did an exceptional job. And I think that we would all say that some of us probably could have done better. But if we were going to look at it and reevaluate and do everything somewhat differently then, why were those evaluations and those changes not looked at throughout the year to then impact the decisions we made training for going forward, which then should impact the decisions we're making coming back. Two years is a long time to not have an offseason. I mean, I don't know how far many people were able to progress back to their quote-unquote normal training protocols throughout the season. I think that we got pretty close. But I don't know about you, but what we do in the off-season is pretty different than what we do when we're bouncing around trying to figure out when we're going to play our next game. So, I guess this is more of a question than an answer, but what are you going to do different? How have you reevaluated what you've done, and how have you made decisions to plug and play things? What things that you looked at in the past that you've had success with going forward that you're going to go back to? And what are some things that you're going to eliminate? Because quite possibly, they might not be ready for it again. You know, we're all in such a rush to do the cool, fun, neat things. But like we were all talking about during the initial stages of the pandemic, are they going to be prepared enough to handle that stress? Are they going to be prepared enough that that stress is even what's the best choice so that it even works right? You know, that they get the adaptation that we need or are we just doing something because it's gonna be fun for us and it's cool to put on Instagram. So we wanna do that so that we look like we're the cutting edge, you know, superstar here, as opposed to pumping our brakes, slowing down, reevaluating everything, and almost just starting over. Because that's what we are trying to do. That's what we've tried to do for the past 13 months. 
is to continue to build upon what this general preparation phase is going to be. Because knowing that they haven't done anything like this in 13 months, that's a long time. That's a huge impact on how they're going to be able to do things. That's a massive load that's going to be added to them. And then we're also throwing in, they didn't have an off-season with the coaches. They didn't do individuals. They didn't do all these other things. So what are we looking to do? We're looking to bring back some form of internal load monitoring for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, I think that that's exceptionally vital right now in this time of COVID because of whatever may or may not be the tertiary responses in the long term to the athlete, but also to make sure that we can have better conversations about how they're fueling themselves, what the recovery protocols are, and we can have a better look at how much they're working at practice so that we can make sure that we're not burning the cake in the weight room. We're moving all the way back to kind of restarting our general prep program with, you know, the, the one by 20 idea. Because again, if you haven't trained for over a year, how complex does it need to be? How, in, how intense does the lifting have to be for them to have a massive response? And then looking at building the robustness of the aerobic system. And I talked about that a couple weeks ago. But if we haven't been able to do these basic low-level if you may, beginner conditioning activities, why are we looking to do the more intensive type work to just fry them out in the summer? And of course, also the long-term training effect we've talked about and how we can look at the residual volumes of strength and conditioning and how those tend to hold even after we have a break, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. We've talked about that before. You can read Isserin's book, it's all there. But because we sat there and we made the assumptions, some correctly, some incorrectly, that the athletes were not coming back prepared, we now have to remember that because we made the assumptions that they weren't prepared, that means they weren't preparing. So as we enter this first general prep block or this general prep time, however we want to term it, post-COVID, Slow down, take a step back, sit down with your sports med people, sit down with your nutrition people, sit down with your sports psych people, find out where people are, find out how they're handling things, find out where these other people on the performance staff see things moving and plan accordingly. You can always do more tomorrow, but you can never do less yesterday. So as we start building back up, build back up. If it was important in June, July, and August, it's important now. It's been a hot minute. Slow cook it, build it back up, and get them right. Because in, in the end of the day, we wanted to be playing last week and the week before. So going crazy today, may not be the best way to get there. But with that, let's have some fun too. It's the first off season we've had in a hot minute. Build them up, 
pick them up, coach them up, and do your thing. But make sure they're able to do theirs too, right? They got to be able to hoop. They got to be able to play whatever sport they're playing in order to get better at the sport they want to play at. Now, you can think I'm off like Samsonite and I'm crazy with all this, and that's fine. And I'd love to hear how you're doing it. Always open for conversations. Always open for dialogue and to share, which is what these are all about. So let me know. How are you rebuilding your team? How are you building them back in? How are you readdressing this general phase? I'd love to hear more about it. Love to hear better ideas than what we're doing, that's for sure. But as always, truly appreciate everything y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I will see you then.